1: Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again
2: made contact with our leader, Mark
3: Levin.
0: Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Two quick announcements. I'll be on Hannity on Fox tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And the Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence, will be on this program in a little over an hour, an hour or two. This uh, spectacle that's taking place now is not a somber moment. It is a disgrace. It is an attack on our Constitution. The lies, the propaganda that are being thrown at us every minute of the day. The media hype with their new suits and their new ties and their makeup and their hairdo is grotesque. The phony legal analysts who know nothing about impeachment, little about the Constitution, shooting from the hip. Some of them are talking about delaying the trial. Some of them are talking about, you must have witnesses. And they go on and on and on. Then we're told there's new new evidence. By a Ukrainian individual, Parnas, who's facing multiple felony charges for violating our campaign laws. Including making illegal donations with foreign money. He goes on the Rachel Maddow show. That shows you how impartial he is. Chuck Schumer holds a hearing today demanding witnesses. In 1999, I should say press conference, Chuck Schumer held a press conference opposed to witnesses. Voted against witnesses. And in that case, Bill Clinton was accused of 11 felonies. Witness tampering. Perjury, obstruction among them, for which he would later lose his law license and pay a fine. Tell me, which constitutional provision, which statute, which court order did Donald Trump violate? What exactly is he being impeached for? Not perjury, not a quid pro quo, not treason, not bribery or other high crimes and misdemeanors, exactly what's the offense, criminal or otherwise? There aren't any. What happened to the 500-page Mueller report and the allegations by the Democrats of obstruction? They disappeared. What happened to Michael Cohen's allegations against the president in the Southern District of New York when he pled guilty, hoping to get leniency, when he claimed the president violated campaign finance laws went nowhere. Nowhere. Michael Avenatti, he's in prison. Michael Cohen, he's in prison. Parnas, he'll be in prison. And all three of these individuals have been and are being embraced by the media and the Democrat Party. This is a somber moment, ladies and gentlemen. So the press tell us. Meanwhile, the press have the Constitution's blood on their hands. They pushed the phony Russia collusion story. They pushed for a special counsel. They promoted Mueller. They breathlessly reported leaks and this report that's coming. Nothing. Zero. We have the transcript of the phone call, which is never read. You never see the graphic. Why? Because the media and the Democrats lie about the phone call. Now we have a GAO report. A GAO report. The president broke the law. These are the headlines. All over the broadcast media, the president broke the law. Really? How so? Because he temporarily withheld funds from the Ukraine under the Impound Control Act, as part of the Budget Control Act. The Impound Control Act is unconstitutional on its face. You can't force a President of the United States to spend money to subsidize a corrupt government. It is his duty, under the Constitution, screw the Impound Control Act to ensure that your money is spent properly. And he has that obligation, particularly in the area of foreign policy. And notice when this report's released, on the eve of the Senate trial, am I the only one to mention this? How could that possibly be? Plus, as you know by now, in 2014, this same entity, the GEO, said Barack Obama broke the law when he moved funds as well. Breaking the law? It's kind of harsh. That's the position of a, an agency. It's not adjudicated. They're not prosecutors. They're not criminal investigators. But you wouldn't know it listening to the media. The President of the United States broke the law. Now we need more witnesses. Tom Daschle, 1999, no witnesses. Patrick Leahy, 1999, argued, no witnesses. Schumer, no witnesses. To a man and a woman. The Senate Democrats said no witnesses. During the Clinton impeachment trial. Now they want four. None of whom are subject to congressional oversight because of the inner circle which they sat around the president of the United States. The president has a right to have private counsel. Houses of Congress, excuse me, uh, committees of Congress can't simply subpoena them Otherwise, the president can't function any more than we get to hear from the chief of staff of Schumer or the chief of staff of Pelosi. They wouldn't like that, would they? I said two nights ago, and I reiterated last night, now you hear it all over the place. That's the nature of the beast, but stay with me because you'll hear it here first. I said to Romney, you are aware, aren't you, that executive privilege still exists? You're going on, you want to hear from Bolton. Bolton doesn't control executive privilege. The President of the United States does. This is precisely why Bolton went to court in the first place for judicial review. So what makes Mr. Romney and Schumer and the rest of them think they're ever going to hear from Bolton? Maybe they will, maybe they won't, depending on the President's decision. But isn't this incredible? This grotesque fiasco. That's what it is. It's not somber occasion. It's a grotesque farce. Chuck Schumer held a press conference today. He was joined by a gaggle of like-minded morons. Kamala Harris showed herself. Trashing the president, trashing the process, and then saying, and we need an impartial Senate. Ladies and gentlemen, there's never been an impartial Senate, and there never will be. The framers debated on how to handle this. They weren't really comfortable necessarily giving it to the legislature, to the House, and to the Senate. They went back and forth, but ultimately that's what they did. They made it relatively easy to impeach and very difficult to convict. And they were unsure of it. They didn't give it to a court system. You want impartial, you send it to a court, right? At least theoretically. Not to the Senate. But this is very important. Very, very important to understand. And so, I want you to remember this. the responsibility of the United States Senate if it was really following the Constitution, but they can't because of five members apparently, is not to hold a trial from beginning to end with with witnesses. They can start a process, but they can end it too. And I've said this over, over and over again, it's all over the internet, It's all over various radio websites. It's being repeated by guests on cable TV. What the House is doing here is poisoning the Senate. These five Republicans, Romney the ringleader, Collins, Murkowski, Alexander, Gardner, if they fight for witnesses, They are accomplices to Nancy Pelosi's conduct and to Adam Schiff's. Do you know how many witnesses the Republicans were able to call in the Senate Judicial? Excuse me, in the House Judiciary Committee, Mr. Producer, zero. Yep, zero. Do you know how many witnesses, ladies and gentlemen, the the Republicans were free to call? On their own, in the House Intelligence Committee. Zero. Unless Schiff agreed with them. Zero. And now we're told, unless they call witnesses, the Democrats won in the Senate, it's cover-up. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but the Democrat Party is not the Constitution. The Democrat Party is not the rule of law. The Democrat Party is not due process. It is an evil entity. And throughout history, it's been an evil entity. But the GAO came out with a report of the president violated the law. And then we have Parnas. Parnas. Yes. He's got all kinds of documents and texts and pictures with the president. Everybody has pictures with the president. Takes how many pictures? I don't know. Endless. But now, he's very important. You see how MSNBC and Maddow work with the Democrats? See how this whole thing works? More when I return.
4: Mark
0: As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive primus for free every month, or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money— Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Think back a little bit to the 1990s and the re-election effort for Bill Clinton, ladies and gentlemen. Remember John Wong? Remember the Riotti Group? Remember the red Chinese military poured millions of dollars into the DNC and the Clinton campaign? Do you remember that, Mr. Producer? You remember it now, right? You remember the independent council investigation of that matter, ladies and gentlemen? There wasn't one. You remember the independent counsel report to Congress on that investigation, ladies and gentlemen? There wasn't one. There wasn't one. So here we have a case where the Democrats are accusing the President of the United States of seeking assistance from the Ukrainian government against a potential opponent. Which he did not do. He wanted to know if there was any truth to the corruption involving the former vice president which is a perfectly legitimate question and then referenced his own attorney general but the Clinton campaign and the Democrat party actually received support from a foreign government in the re-election effort which he won against Bob Dole and other than the LA Times for the most part, in the Washington Times, and the Wall Street Journal editorial page and a few others, nobody cared. There were criminal investigations resulting in penalties and so forth against these straw men for the Red Chinese military. But Bill Clinton was never touched, he was never investigated. The head of the DNC was never touched, never investigated. They actually received support from the Red Chinese government through the military. Where was Chuck Schumer back then? He was a member of the House who just got elected to the Senate, said nothing. Where is Nancy Pelosi? Almost 80 years old. She's been in the House of Representatives for 412 whatever. They actually received millions of dollars. Millions. And then they lecture. We can't have foreign governments, says Schumer today, interfering in our elections, trying to buy our elections. We just can't have that. We must not have that. Trump's attempting to subvert our democracy, don't you know? It's appalling. I'm going to remind you a little bit about what took place and how the Democrats reacted. Not on an allegation that a president sought help from a foreign country, a false allegation against the president of the United States, Donald Trump, but a reality of foreign money through the Chinese Red Army pouring into the Clinton campaign and the DNC for which there was no independent counsel investigation and almost no media interest and certainly no Democrat Party interest because they benefited from it. Do you remember this, ladies and gentlemen? It's important to remember all these things. As I've said before, Franklin Roosevelt, big Democrat, big progressive, unleashed the IRS against his political opponents and various newspapers that were opposed to him and his New Deal. Would the Democrats want to impeach him for abuse of power? Never. Never. John Kennedy used the IRS and FBI against his political opponents. They want to impeach him? No. LBJ bettered him. FBI, IRS, and CIA against his political opponents. No, they wouldn't want to impeach him. Barack Obama used the FBI to investigate individuals at the New York Times. Fox, the AP, used the IRS against the Tea Party. Impeach him? No.
5: This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811.
0: You remember Johnny Chung? Do you remember Charlie Tree? Remember the Lippo Group? Remember James Riotti? For you young people, none of this rings a bell. Because that's the nature of history in this country. But the Democrats like to suggest that the phone call the president had with the incoming reformist president of Ukraine demonstrated that he was a listening interference in the 2020 election when he was doing no such thing. And yet, in 1996, the red Chinese military poured millions of dollars into the Clinton campaign and the DNC. Not an allegation, a fact! You want to hear some of this? There were a handful of media outlets that took an interest, including the LA Times, and they wrote the chief of China's military intelligence secretly directed funds from Beijing to help re-elect President Clinton in 1996. Former Democratic fundraiser Johnny Chung has told federal investigators. Chung says he met three times with the intelligence official, General Ji Shengdi, who ordered $300,000 deposited into the businessman's bank account, to subsidize campaign donations intended for Clinton, according to sources familiar with Chung's sealed statements to federal prosecutors. And he provided damning testimony before a federal grand jury the Chinese government wanted Clinton reelected. And he spread around a great deal of foreign money on Democratic candidates and organizations. Democratic candidates and organizations and bought himself repeated access to the White House. He contributed more than $400,000 to various campaigns and causes, visited the White House no fewer than 50 times, brought numerous Chinese associates to events with the President and First Lady Hillary Clinton. He pleaded guilty last year to election law. (laughs) So concerned were the Chinese government and others, this is from Unfreedom of the Press, About Chung's knowledge and testimony, the FBI feared for his safety after he received veiled threats and bribe offers from individuals, pressing him to keep silent about his China dealings. So the FBI protected him. They placed him and his family in protective custody. Charlie Tree, longtime friend of Clinton's, raised $1.2 million. This is 20-some years ago in foreign dollars for the Clinton Legal Defense Fund and the DNC. And in March 1996, Tree dropped off a donation of $460,000 at the Washington offices of the Defense Fund with some of the money in sequentially numbered money orders made out in the same handwriting. He visited the White House 22 times. Should I talk about this on the Hannity Show tonight, Mr. Producer? I mean, seriously, or should I, is this something that's worth talking about for the rest of the nation? LA Times reports reported James Riotti, another longtime friend of President Clinton, heads the worldwide Lippo Banking Group, pleaded guilty to conspiracy related to illegal campaign contributions in the 1996 Democratic fundraising scandal during the previous eight years. And he had extensive ties to China. Former Democratic fundraiser, Johnny Wong. Remember him? Anybody remember what I'm talking about? Probably not. John Wong. A one-time official of Lippo, OKello guilty in the scandal two years ago. Cooperated in the case. He raised more than $1.5 million from illegal foreign sources. He visited the White House 78 times. And then Attorney General Janet Reno refused to seek the appointment of an independent counsel. There would be no formal questioning of Clinton's under penalty of perjury. There'd be no prosecutorial report. Clinton had already been reelected to a second presidential term, and the scandal died, never to be raised again Meanwhile, they talk about Trump in his phone call. Trump in his phone call, which is nothing, absolutely nothing. This is so thoroughly appalling, it's not even funny. I think a little history lesson would be a good idea, don't you, ladies and gentlemen? I really do. What of the late Senator Edward Kennedy, who wanted to be President of the United States, we've talked about this. Breaking through the Soviet archives, wrote our friend Peter Robinson, that Boris Yeltsin threw open in 1991, Tim Sebastian, a reporter for the London Times, came across an arresting memorandum composed in 1983 by Viktor Chebrakov, the top man of the KGB. The memorandum was addressed to Yuri Andropov, the top man in the entire USSR, subject Edward Kennedy. In 1992, Sebastian published a story about the memorandum in the London Times. His story received no attention. Well, what was the story? Paul Kengor wrote multiple books on this. What happened? A highly classified May 14, 1983 memo from the head of the KGB to his boss, the head of the USSR, which was discovered in the Soviet archives. The lead words atop the document stated in caps, special importance. The next words, Committee on State Security of the USSR, that's the KGB. Under that followed this stunning headliner. Regarding Senator Kennedy's request to the General Secretary of the Communist Party, Y.V. Andropov, Kennedy's request was delivered directly to Moscow by his law school roommate, John Tunney, a former Democratic senator from California. So digging further into the memo, our friend Professor Kencore observed that Kennedy was described by the head of the KGB as very troubled by U.S.-Soviet relations, which Kennedy attributed not to the odious dictator spearheading the Soviet Union, but to President Reagan. Kennedy provided advice to the Soviets on what he believed to be President Reagan's electoral weaknesses. KGB memo speculated, compliments of Kennedy's appraisal, that the chink in Reagan's political armor was matters of war and peace. Thus said the head of the KGB, Kennedy believes that given the state of current affairs and in the interest of peace, it would be prudent and timely to undertake certain steps to counter the militaristic policies of Reagan. And in the memo, the head of the KGB delineated for drop of a series of specific steps proposed by Kennedy to help the Soviets influence Americans. What do you think of that, folks? What do you think of that? This information came out while Kennedy was alive and still a member of the United States Senate. Are you aware of that, Mr. Medusa? Do you know how many hearings Congress held on Kennedy's conduct? Right. None. Do you know the American media, apart from a few that I just mentioned, was silent? This must be kookism. The alt-right. Something can't be right. It can't be right. See, the Democrats are very concerned about foreign governments interfering in our elections. Then the only person and people to collude with the Russians were the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC. The DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign for the dossier. The top level of the FBI effectively colluded with the Russians. Oh, yeah. Aid and comfort. This president hasn't colluded with anybody for anything. He's the victim. He's the victim. Now he's been impeached. Now we're told that this is very somber. We need an impartial trial. This is a grotesque farce. It has nothing to do with the Constitution. They're going through the motions. That's all. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Primus for free every month, or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Perspective Matters. Perspective Matters, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a lot more perspective during the course of this program. A lot of this information is in on Freedom of the Press. In the next last chapter, just to give you a heads up. Collusion. So there you have the Clinton campaign and the DNC colluding with the Chinese, for which there was never any account. For them, at all. Then we have uh, Franklin Roosevelt. This is the great hero of the left. Franklin Roosevelt. He used confidential documents, Roosevelt and officials around him did, to mobilize the IRS in efforts to destroy the careers of individuals they decided were enemies. These confidential documents, the records even show that on one occasion, an inquiry from Eleanor Roosevelt prompted Treasury Secretary Morgenthau to order a tax investigation of a conservative newspaper and a publisher who had become one of Roosevelt administration's leading critics, Andrew Mellon, former Republican Treasury Secretary, successful, wildly successful businessman, was a target of a vicious. Roosevelt attack author Burnham David Burnham formerly the New York Times he writes probably the single most brazen display of the Roosevelt administration's willingness to use the tax agency for political purposes was its attack on Andrew Mellon the millionaire capitalist who served as the Republican Secretary of Treasury from 1921 to 1932 FDR ordered his Treasury Secretary Morgenthau who then ordered the Crim- Criminal Investigation Division to develop serious tax charges against Mellon, even though he knew that the just-retired Treasury Secretary was an innocent man. Mellon was harassed for years. The false charge after false charge filed against him. <coughs> In the end, all criminal and civil fraud penalties FDR brought against him were dismissed. But Roosevelt was a driven man who did not hesitate to adopt questionable tactics to maintain his power. The Mellon case wasn't the only case. Very first moments as the Democratic presidential candidate in 31. He had understood that Huey Long was a genuine political threat. So what did he do? He hired the IRS to investigate Huey Long and Huey Long's associates. He wanted to crush Huey Long. And FDR intervened in the case. They keep pressure on the IRS to go after Huey Long. Probably would have gotten Huey Long because he was corrupt. But he was assassinated in the capital, Louisiana before FDR could finish his dirty work. Roosevelt used the IRS to go after William Randolph Hearst. He used the IRS to go after Annenberg, who on the Philadelphia Inquirer back then was a Republican paper hostile to Roosevelt's agenda. And to help its competitor, the Philadelphia Record, which supported him. excuse me there's many more examples of roosevelt abusing power is there a democrat in congress who would believe that fdr should have been impeached for abuse of power fdr intervened with the irs to protect a congressman from texas who was particularly supportive of him in the new deal You may have heard of him, Lyndon Johnson. He had become an IRS target, failing to properly report income from his campaigns. Six IRS agents were targeting him, winding up an 18-month investigation. Roosevelt had an emergency meeting with Lyndon Johnson, and that day the president contacted the head of the IRS and began the process of halting the investigation at Johnson. Johnson was never harmed by the investigation. It went away. And Johnson would become an extremely wealthy man, having been dirt poor as a result of FCC decisions on a radio and TV station in Austin. And the Kennedy administration was notorious for misusing confidential IRS and FBI information. They spied on Martin Luther King. They tapped his phones in hotel rooms. It wasn't just J. Edgar Hoover. It had to be approved by John Kennedy. Excuse me, by Robert Kennedy, which was in turn known and approved by John Kennedy. That's a fact. John Kennedy had IRS files leaked to Ben Bradley, who then was working for Newsweek, would become the head of the Washington Post to get information out on his political opponents, particularly groups that he opposed. You want to hear more? And they talk about abuse of power and Donald Trump. Trump hasn't abused power. He hasn't done anything. John Kennedy's lionized. LBJ is lionized. FDR is lionized. Obama's lionized. But they impeach Donald Trump. And they say they want an impartial trial. After obliterating any form of due process. After pre- preventing the Republicans in the House from calling a single witness. Now they want an impartial trial, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back.
1: He's here. He's here.
0: Let me ask you a question. You're a member of the media. The House of Representatives, the Speaker of the House, declares that you're going to conduct an impeachment inquiry. Of course, she doesn't have the power to do that. You need a full vote of the House, but she doesn't care. She directs Schiff, who is her most effective hitman, but he's chairman of the House Intelligence Committee to conduct the investigation. The investigation rejects the nature of all past impeachment inquiry investigations. The president's cut out of the process. The minority party, the Republicans are cut out of the process. They can't call one witness. The so called whistleblower is cut out of the process because Schiff doesn't want to expose himself and his staff to their coup efforts behind the scenes. No contrary evidence is permitted. Secret testimony in the bowels of the Capitol building. Transcripts are leaked and then selectively released. Witnesses, because of the secret testimony, had to perform properly if they were going to be public witnesses. And only one has direct evidence, and it's direct evidence that supports the president. All the rest are mostly bureaucrats of the State Department who do not like Donald Trump. The ambassador is an Obama holdover from Ukraine. They violate the rules of the committee. They violate the rules of the House. This is later dumped into the House Judiciary Committee that conducts exactly two hearings. One with four law professors. And one with the two staff members, the lawyers for the Republican and the Democrats and the House Intelligence Committee. No evidentiary hearings or investigations whatsoever. Again, the Republicans cannot call a single witness and can't even utter the name of the whistleblower. No witnesses. They can't have a day of hearings, which is what's compelled by the House rules and the Judiciary Committee. They're blocked by Nadler. They have to hurry. They can't call Bolton. They can't litigate. Can't have judicial review, even though these are issues that involve separation of powers. Serious issues. And by the way, Schiff and Nadler are saying any time you go to court, To challenge our authority under a subpoena, we will include that among the list of obstructions against Congress. Part of a cover-up. I mean, after all, this is an impeachment inquiry. We have to hurry and vote. We don't have time to litigate this stuff. Then they move it to the Senate, where we are now. I want to welcome the Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence. How are you, sir?
6: I'm well, Mark. Thanks for having me on. I'm on the campaign bus in Florida, and we've had a great day down here, and I can tell you what nobody's talking about at the diners and the rallies that we've attended today. But I'm, I'm glad you're out there setting things straight and putting out the truth, and uh, we couldn't be more grateful for Mark Levin.
7: Well,
0: thank you, sir. And by the way, Frida Diner. Get the meatloaf. I love meatloaf at diners. You ever eat the meatloaf at diners?
6: I <laughs> got the meatloaf at diners. And, and I'll tell you, I stopped at a place today. We arrived in Tampa. We're uh, we campaigning across the I-4 corridor here. And we got a Cuban sandwich in Tampa, at one of their favorite, famous places. And I'm going to have it waiting for me on Air Force Two.
0: Oh, man. Now I'm hungry. Now, uh, <laughs> Mr. Vice President. Yeah. I've, I've known you some time. I knew you when you were a congressman. You saw what took place in the House. Now it moves yeah. to the Senate. I don't
6: recognize this House of Representatives no. majority Mark.
0: Unbelievable, isn't it?
6: Yeah, I, I actually don't. I mean this partisan impeachment. It's just a it's just a shameful attempt to overturn the results of the twenty sixteen election. You know, first it was uh, Russia collusion and then there was no collusion, no obstruction, case closed, and then they moved on to the Ukraine thing over a phone call the president had where People can read the transcript, they can see there was no quid pro quo, the president did nothing wrong. But then they, they pass articles of impeachment on a partisan grounds, march it over to the United States Senate. And all the while, I will tell you, and I heard it again from people all across Florida at the rallies today and in diners, people are so grateful that this president against that opposition and obstruction and, and, and raw partisanship over the last three years. Our military is stronger. America's standing tall in the world. We're safer than ever before. Our economy is booming and we have more than 180 conservatives on courts across the land. So, uh, it's, uh, it's an extraordinary time, but I'll tell you what, uh, this president's never stopped fighting. And, uh, I, I know that the House had their say. Uh, the Democrats are in, in, in the House had their say. Republicans in the Senate are going to have their say, but I promise you, what I hear everywhere I go is the American people are going to have their say in November 2020, and they're going to re-elect President Trump for four more years.
0: And isn't it obvious what a joke and setup this is? I mean, they don't call witnesses, and they don't allow the Republicans to call witnesses, and they don't right. allow the President's Counsel to call witnesses in the House. And it moves no to counsel, the Senate. No, witnesses,
6: no counsel. Right. And it right. moves to no the Senate. Problem.
0: All of a sudden, they want witnesses.
6: Yeah, it and, and by I mean, the way, made this case yeah. better than most. But doesn't that underscore how how weak the case underpinning their their partisan impeachment really is? That now I heard in, in between stops today, I saw them talking about the day Democrats in the Senate saying that they need additional witnesses. Well, I, I thought this was an open and shut case.
8: Yeah,
6: uh, I, I I thought the Democrats in the House said we you know uh, we we have all the facts. Well. My view is that now they're going to take it up in the Senate. Uh, they ought to present the facts and, uh, and, and let the Senate decide. But they'll handle it. They'll do it. Uh, they'll do it. And in, in, uh, we're, we're very confident about the outcome here. But I'm telling you what, everywhere I go, Mark, and, and you've been a big part of this on the airwaves all across America, setting the record straight on this thing. The American people see through it. I mean, they, they see through this partisan impeachment. Uh, they see it all as just part of the resistance and obstruction politics that Democrats have been about since literally Inauguration Day. And everywhere I go, people are saying enough is enough. And uh, uh, I, I got to tell you, it's, uh, we're, we're going to put this thing behind us, and then we're going to go out and tell the story. And we're going to get President Donald Trump four more years.
0: And isn't part of what's going on here, Mr. Vice President, to push this as hard as they can to take the focus off your administration's accomplishments. I mean, look what the president has done with the economy. Look at what he's doing on immigration, trying to secure the border. He's built up the military. Right. He defends law enforcement. He's uh, he's dealing with China. He's dealing with Iran. He's doing things the prior administration refused to do. Isn't that part of it?
6: I, I, I have to tell you that I think no truer words were ever spoken. that part of this is resistance, and part of it is deflection. I mean, literally, I, I, was, I didn't find out until a, a couple of weeks later, but literally the day of the president's and my inauguration, the first stories broke that now the, you know, the, I think in the Washington Post, it was a story that now the quest for impeachment begins. I mean, and, and I think it was all about trying to trip this president up, prevent him from moving his agenda, but since we've, we've moved so much, rebuild our military, cut taxes, roll back regulation, I mean, yesterday's phase one deal with China is historic. The era of economic surrender is over. Today, 89 votes in the Senate for the USMCA, finally you know, throwing NAFTA to the ash heap of history, a booming economy, conservatives on the courts. I think, I think you're absolutely right that, that part of this has been uh, resistance, but part of it has been that so the American people and, and, the, and the mainstream media uh, aren't focusing on the incredible progress we've made, whether it be border security, national security, economic prosperity, or, or constitutional conservatives on our courts.
0: And isn't one of the other problems, Mr. Vice President, that Democrats who are vying for the nomination of the Democrat Party for president are so radical, even Biden has moved so far left, that if we had really a media focused on what these folks want to do to our economy, to our constitutional system, to our health care system, to our military, they would get crushed in an election.
6: Well, I, I, I believe it. I, I honestly, I, I don't recognize today's Democratic Party. I mean, the Democratic Party today, and, it's, and you saw that on the debate stage the other night, I mean, their, their party's been overtaken by, you know, radical leftists who advance, uh, you know, you know uh, late-term abortion, defend infanticide, advocate uh, socialist policies under the guise of Medicare for All and the Green New Deal. Uh, it, it just, it's, uh, you know, open, open borders, uh, health uh, care for illegal immigrants. Uh, and, and the most astounding thing of all, And I talked about this at a lot of stops today. Every Democrat on that debate stage Tuesday night, Mark, has criticized President Trump's decision to take out the most dangerous terrorist in the world, Qasem Soleimani. I mean, Bernie Sanders actually said the president's action taking down Qasem Soleimani was, in his words, an assassination of a government official. Jeez. I said at every stop today, I, I had news for Bernie Sanders. Soleimani was not some government official. He was a terrorist, and President Donald Trump was right to take him down. And America and the world are safer.
0: It's shocking, <clears throat> Excuse me, the reaction of the leadership of the Democrat Party and the media. And look, I don't speak for you, Mr. Vice President, of course, but now we're debating over the word imminent like Clinton debated over what the word is, is, and and I'm there. Do you understand this man's responsible for the deaths of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of refugees, over 600 American soldiers, and we're debating over the word imminent?
6: Right. Well, first off, I will tell you, you're a thousand percent right. This man had run the uh, Iran Revolutionary Guard since uh, 1998. In his, his reign of terror across the region uh, it literally cost hundreds of thousands of lives. Most importantly, we can, we can directly trace 603 American military casualties in the Iraq War to Qasem Soleimani and the Iran Revolutionary Guard. I was tonight in, in, uh, in Florida with the father of, of a soldier who fell in Iraq in 2007, and the man grabbed me by the hand and said, I stood in line to come to this event today to tell you, please tell the president how grateful my family is that he took that man out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that That's who Qasem Soleimani was. But make no mistake about it. I, uh, look, I, I saw all the intelligence market. I can tell you. Uh, Qasem Soleimani was traveling across the region making plans for attacks against American soldiers and American diplomats, and President Donald Trump was right to act to take him out.
0: Well, I know you have to go. And I am very jealous you go into these diners. I don't have time to go to these diners, but I'd love to go to these diners because that's the kind of, I, I'd love to do it. It's kind of food I eat, by the way, Mike. I love this there's, stuff.
6: There's, there's room on the bus for Mark Levin. <laughs> we're going to be hitting the road. We've got, in the next several weeks, we'll be back on the road, back on the bus again and again. You're welcome anytime. I guarantee you, anywhere we went, there would be Mark Levin fans and I'd be honored to stand with
0: you. Well, thank you. Thank you. And God bless you, and be safe, and keep up the good work, Mr. Vice President. Millions and millions of people are backing you and the President of the United States. So thank you.
6: Thank you, Mark. God bless you for all you do for the cause and the country.
0: You too. And we'll be right back.
2: Mark Levin.
0: The vice president sounded great, didn't he? Upbeat, always solid as a rock. It's an amazing thing about the president and the vice president of this administration. They are pounded and pounded by the left, which controls most of the instrumentalities of this society. But they have faith in you, the people. Not everything in between, not those who try to interpret what they're doing, but you. He says he's on a bus tour. president does his rallies. They want to p- press the flesh. They're quite serious about this. Martha McSally is a senator from Arizona. She's up for re-election. Manu Raju of CNN is a left-wing hack. <coughs> excuse me. Dressed up as a journalist. So of course. Manu Raju is pushing the Democrat line about, hey, we got new evidence here from Parnas, Lev Parnas, who's been indicted on multiple felony counts. But hey, we've got Lev Parnas now, and Nancy Pelosi's calling for the appointment of a new special prosecutor. Nancy Pelosi's done more damage to this country than Russia, China, Iran, North Korea combined. Combined. So, anyway, this Manu Raju of CNN tries to corner Senator McSally in the hallway as she goes to her office. And this is what took place. Cut one, go.
9: Senator McSally, should the Senate consider new evidence as part of the impeachment trial? Man, if you're a liberal hack,
4: I'm not talking to you.
9: You're not going to comment, Senator? You're a liberal about hack. This? He is
0: a liberal hack. And they got very upset at CNN. Dana Bash. You can't call us liberal hacks. We can call the president, you know, criminal and Hitler, and all that, but you can't call us liberal hacks. Cut to, go.
4: What this is is another example of Republicans just lashing out at the institution of the media and hurting the institution. Oh, right,
0: in this... right, hurting the institution of the media. You're such a buffoon. You consider yourself a journalist. Look who you work for. Jeffrey Motherzucker. Nobody believes CNN is a journalistic media outlet. Nobody. Then we have Gloria Borger. Perhaps the most boring human being on the planet, let alone on television. And she's very upset, too. Cut three, go.
4: Well, my reaction was that her behavior was disgraceful towards a reporter who was just asking a real question, which is
10: how do you feel about it? No, no, no,
0: the reporter is regurgitating a Democrat line. They're not damaging the media. You've damaged yourself almost beyond repair. Warning signals went out in the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties. That you fools who substitute your personal opinions, your radical left wing opinions. For news are going to damage the institution, and you have. And Manu Raju is a left wing hack. It's the truth. And look how thin skinned they are. Oh, by the way, more on this you should see. They're developing all kinds of documentaries to attack people like me. I'll be right back.
1: Tomorrow's morning show. You can reach Mark now at eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one.
0: I have uh, concluded that, in fact, Bernie Sanders is a sexist. But I've also concluded that Liz Warren is an ageist. We got to get into this identity politics stuff, guys. So Liz Warren is discriminating against Sanders because he's an old man, and the old man is discriminating against. Liz Warren, because she's a woman. I think that's true. I think that's all true. Why not? Deborah's home was stolen. I don't mean thieves stole stuff out of the home. I mean the scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls home title theft one of the fastest growing white-collar crimes. This story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says, criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned it. She says, I was evicted from my own home. An 85 grand in equity, gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. She said, well, friends, this is why you need to get home title lock, Because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. Probably surprised to hear that. But first things first, please go to HomeTitleLock.com. Register your address to see if you're already a victim and you don't know it. Then sign up to help protect the legal title to your own home so you don't end up like Deborah. And to get you started, I got you 60 risk-free days of protection. 60 risk-free days. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Home HomeTitleLock.com. Remember, I will be on Hannity tonight on the Fox News Channel, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. What time is that in Israel, Mr. Producer? Well, who knows? Seven hours later. What time is that in New Zealand? Well, who really cares, actually? Ukrainian time, I actually don't know. I was telling you that uh, about the news media. HBO is teaming up with Ronan Farrow and others, BS, Helter Skelter, Brian Stelter, for a documentary about the rise of fake news and the threats against journalists. So you can be sure this will be an attack in part on Fox News, conservative talk radio, and of course, me and my book on freedom of the press. Because a half a million of you have acquired a copy of this book in one form or another. It was the number one political book in 2019. Did you know that? Thanks to you. And even more of you have read it. Plus, you see it with your own two eyes. You hear it with your own two ears. How awful the media are. Absolutely disgraceful. So they're going to push back, and of course, HBO will do the best it can to help them out. You've heard all day, and yesterday, it's a very somber moment, ladies and gentlemen. Overthrowing a president, eviscerating the Constitution pretending you believe in a fair trial and justice. Reversing the course of an election, disenfranchising 63 million people is a very somber moment. As the House managers goose-stepped over to the Senate, <laughs> there was the Chief Justice, Johnny Roberts, I remember Johnny Roberts when he worked in the Reagan administration. Probably thinking, what the hell am I doing here? And there's Chuck Schumer, the bozo, the clown of the whole process. Demanding impartial justice. That's pretty funny, isn't it? Impartial justice. Demanding witnesses that the House wouldn't call. And opposing witnesses, the Republicans won. Impartial justice, don't you know? And there are the Democrats, with their media friends, all saying the same thing. Cut five.
7: Go. The solemnity, gravity of the moment in our history. I was struck by the deep, steep sense of solemnity. Doesn't Richard and... Blumenthal,
0: with all due respect, doesn't it sound like he's transitioning? Now, of course, I don't say that in a negative way, because that's all good, right? Now, let's start from the top. Go ahead.
7: The solemnity, gravity of the moment in our history. I was struck by the deep, steep sense of solemnity, and there was a knot in my
5: stomach. This is somber. This is not a time for a celebration. It's an incredibly somber moment. Somber
0: and solemnity. Not celebratory. Solemnity. Go ahead.
9: Yeah. Very serious. And we took a very solemn oath. Impeachment is a sad day for America. It
11: really does feel historic. I I don't think we should lose sight of the history
9: of what we're about
0: to see. What a bunch of idiots. My God. How stupid people get into journalism and get these positions. It's unbelievable. But Chris Matthews can be counted on to speak honestly from the left. He's corrupt, intellectually and every other way, as far as I'm concerned. He's a buffoon. But listen to this. Cut six, go.
2: I, there's one thing right, that struck me, it's apart from the law and even the process. What's really missing here is what was there in the Nixon era, I remember people driving past the White House when you could still drive on on Pennsylvania Avenue right past White House blowing their horns when people say blow your horns if you want Nixon to resign. The people were in the streets. This was a national sort of involvement thing with lots of participation in the move to get Nixon out of office. Nothing like that today. No rallies, no protests, no parades. There's no one in the streets. Boy, he's really
0: gasping. Go ahead
2: signs mm-hmm. the public doesn't seem to be aroused to that level like they were with the civil rights movement or in the anti-war movement during vietnam and chris, or nixon it isn't wow, like that today.
0: wow wow you, you know chris because the public's disgusted with you with your phony profession with the party of slavery segregation and jim crow disgusted So many Americans know you you folks are liars and partisans. That's why. John Brinkley is on CNN today. Are we sure it's John Brinkley and not somebody else? Not Professor Brinkley? But John Brinkley is very, very important. Nobody knows who he is, but he's very, very important. Not Douglas Brinkley, apparently. John Brinkley. Cut eight, go.
5: The country has a president who operates as an outlaw.
0: Yeah, this is Doug Brinkley, I think. Doug Brinkley. Oh, excuse me, Douglas Brinkley. Go ahead.
5: You know, we always are trying to compare presidents to each other, but we haven't had an outlaw president before, and that's what you have with Donald Trump. And incidentally, outlaws... An Tommy American-
0: professor, <clears throat> tummy genius, tummy scholar and historian. We haven't had an outlaw president before? Really? What kind of history do you actually know about these presidents? Their use of the IRS and the FBI and the CIA, shutting down newspapers, trying to imprison their political opponents? You don't know a damn thing about history, do you, Dougie? No, I don't think you do. An outlaw president? He hasn't violated the Constitution, any statute, any court order, nothing. 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 He behaves quite well as a president, as a matter of fact. You wouldn't know it from these fools. An outlaw president. Here he is on the constipated news network. Douglas Brinkley. He's a disgrace. It's a fraud. That's right, I said it.
5: Go ahead. The kid or Al Capone, and Donald Trump may be in that swirl, but he's not going to be seen by a lot of, he's going to be seen as acting in a demagogic way and as acting in a dictatorial way, trying to smash the foreign policy establishment, uh, dis our intelligence gatherers, uh, operating in a whole new way of a, an imperial president on the sea that we couldn't have what imagined. What are you talking
0: about, you idiot? Imperial presidency dictator? What the hell are you talking about, Billy the Kid, Al Capone? This is sick. But whatever you do, don't call a so-called reporter a left-wing hack. My God, look how they attack the media here. Now, this is the same network, CNN, right? The same network, where they put this guy on to say what he's saying. Go ahead. Oh, done with that idiot. Douglas Brinkley, everybody. And he shows up now and then He as, you know, oh, look at that, a real historian, Douglas Brinkley. Now I want to circle back to Chuck Schumer because, remember, he wants impartial justice. Impartial justice. Cut, ten, go.
7: And just today, through the good work of Chris Van Hollen, who you'll hear from shortly, the G.A.O. found... Go ahead. Illegal for President Trump to withhold military assistance from Ukraine to pressure them to interfere.
0: Uh, That's not what happened, you jackass. God, is he a sleazeball. They didn't say that he withheld military aid to interfere in their election. The issue was one about the so-called empowerment of funds, a separation of powers issue. Does the president have the authority to withhold funds, even temporarily, for 55 days while making a determination on whether those funds will be spent properly by a foreign government. The Constitution says yes. The GAO says no. I stand with the Constitution. But they did not say anything of the sort that Chuck Schumer's talking about. And so he wants this to be an additional impeachable issue. That's how you know he's a fraud and a Stalinist. Go ahead.
7: ...the elections. Both the revelations about Mr. Parnas and the G O P.
0: Parnas is under criminal investigation in the Southern District of New York for a laundry list of campaign violations. The evidence is not evidence. It's information that hasn't even been challenged yet. And the Southern District of New York will have its opportunity to look at it. And the Department of Justice, through Durham, the U.S. Attorney in Connecticut, is looking at all this stuff. But now you see Parnas comes forward after appearing on the Rachel Maddow show. I wonder if Rachel Maddow will be attacked the way Sean Hannity is attacked when he has individuals on his show that the left doesn't like. All right, I'll be right back.
2: love in.
0: You know, ExpressVPN is the software that I and thousands of my fans use every day to protect our data online. In the time since I started using ExpressVPN, hacking methods have grown much more sophisticated. And as an individual internet user, look, I can't use an IT department, and you don't need an IT department, and you don't afford an IT department, but you can protect yourself from online threats. What you do is get ExpressVPN. I've been talking about ExpressVPN on the show for so long now, you already understand why encrypting your network data is so important. But some of you still haven't acted, and I'm concerned about that. Maybe you think that security threats don't affect you personally. But I wouldn't look at it that way. Not using ExpressVPN is like leaving your front door unlocked every time you go out. Nothing happens for years, but then there's a break-in. And it's devastating. And it's life-changing. One of the easiest ways to secure your Internet data is with ExpressVPN. You click one button on your computer or smartphone, and you're protected. So my only question is, why wait any longer? Get ExpressVPN. Visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com mark, and get an extra three months of ExpressVPN Absolutely free. Protect your internet today with the VPN I trust to keep my data safe. Go to expressvpn.com slash mark to get started. Expressvpn.com slash mark. How's about we take a call? Tim Appleton, Wisconsin, the great Dub. W- He's gone. Mike, West Palm Beach, Florida, the great W. J. N. O. Go. Good morning, uh, or
2: good evening, Mark. Uh, yes, sir. Nice to talk to you. I just um, I just wanted to say that, you know, America adores you.
0: Also... Well, that's like very remind... nice. Thank you.
2: Yeah, we do. I'm, I met you in a book signing and, uh, for your uh, Rediscovered Americanism. Excellent book, by the way.
0: And I try um, to be nice and talk to everybody, don't I?
2: Todd, you were great. Thank you. Everything about that whole event was great. It was here in Palm Beach Gardens at the Barnes & Noble.
0: I remember that. Wonderful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Just the people,
2: you, your staff. I got a picture with you. It was so cool.
0: Did you get my beautiful wife in your picture?
2: I did not. I didn't know if she. I, I. I have to look at the picture. I don't think she. I don't see her in there. I maybe I didn't know her
0: to see. Just as well. I. I want to keep her to myself. You know.
2: <laughs> I don't blame you. But I, I did want to remind you of this. Uh, you mentioned Charlie Tree, and it mm-hmm. and it sent up a, a, a flare in my brain about Clinton giving our gyroscope technology to the Chinese. And I think that right there is so awful that he's when, – when he made that decision to do that because it was self-centered about gaining money for his own self-preservation, that hurt us
0: tremendously. And we still we'll, – We'll never to, recover from that.
9: No,
2: we we have not.
0: They they couldn't it. even get rockets off the planet Earth. Now look at them.
2: Yeah, they got islands, and they're a real threat. The Red Chinese. My uncle was in Vietnam, and he said the Red Chinese are our biggest threat next to ourselves. And by God, if it didn't come true.
0: Well, you're absolutely right. Oh, and listen, Mike, I, 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 you're very very kind. I really appreciate it, buddy. And maybe I'll do another book signing down there, and you'll you'll come up and. I'd love to greet you again or meet you again. Is Charlie there from Nyack, New York? The great WABC. Go, hi, Mark. Good
3: evening. Good evening. Number one thing: keep educating. Keep educating. You are just—I started with you way back when in the beginning. Doesn't matter by the year. Keep educating. My cool. main point, and the last caller was very good too. But when it came, when it came to to Senator Kennedy. Talking to Russia and undermining, re, undermining Reagan, it reminded me of Kerry undermining, you know, our present Trump, President Trump, with Iran. I mean, he was talking to them behind the lines.
0: That's then, a great point.
3: And then he lied about it. But we have these people that are actually traitors within our midst. It's just amazing.
11: Mm-hmm.
3: I think my main point, too, is, though, they fight with Marcus of Queensbury rules. Mm-hmm. And we fight with, like, marshmallows. We have a few good ones now, and you've mentioned them over the last month or so. Terrific, even in in the House. Um, But when it comes to McConnell and even the Southern Carolina guy, I worry about all of them. And I worry about Roberts even handling this whole case, because you have five of these senators that have come out and said they hate the president. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, what they mean is they don't really want impartiality. They, want, they don't want anything like that. They want to railroad the president. That's what they mean by impartiality. Everyone has to agree with them. My friend, thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Nancy Pelosi fascistic and I like to call her Tehran Nancy. She immediately came to the defense of the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran against the president when the president took out the number one mass murdering terrorist on the face of the earth. She couldn't stand it. Getting in the way of her ordering gold pens that look like bullets with her name on it. Planned ahead to hand out at the transferring the articles of impeachment to the Senate. Here she is today. Cut 12, go.
9: Every day that we're involved in this uh, impeachment is a sad day for America, and yesterday... Oh, wait, wait,
0: wait, I thought you are supposed to say you're prayerful. While you're handing out your pens and smiling. I'm so prayerful, I don't hate anybody, you know. Don't hate anybody. I'm prayerful. he will have impeachment... Written in his legacy forever. <laughs> Anybody want a pen? Souvenir? think we pointed that out first last night, didn't we, Mr. Producer? Right on our social sites. Go ahead.
9: We were given no choice but to send to the Senate two articles of impeachment against Donald Trump, the President. They were given no
0: choice. No choice. They had to do it. They had to do it, ladies and gentlemen, to uphold the Constitution go ahead
9: states uh, for his it, president necessitated this by his abuse of power and his obstruction of congress and in uh, his actions which are undermine... ah, shut
0: up you idiot teeth falling out of your head cut 13 go
9: i told you i wasn't answering you had a question yesterday when I said that the pre- attorney general was implicated is, I said this testimony implicated uh, the rogue attorney general.
0: Now you see, ladies and gentlemen, they've found their new hero, Lev Parnas, who is Lev Parnas. Lev Parnas is a multi-indicted defendant indicted in the Southern District of New York for pushing foreign money into the campaign than for lying about it. So now the Democrats quote him, much the way they quoted Michael Cohen, who was serving time in prison. Much the way they quoted Avenatti. In fact, over at CNN, Anna Avenatti had a cot, I think, in Jeff Motherzucker's office. And they thought, Avenatti's the real danger here. I heard some of the legal analysts say, it's the civil lawsuits that Avenatti's bringing on behalf of the porn actress, Stormy Daniels, that will bring down Trump. And of course, they have another legal analyst, Nancy Pelosi likes this guy a lot, who has disbarred John Dean of Watergate fame. They cite him a lot too. Go ahead.
9: The yeah, uh, puppet of the I don't know who's the puppet, Trump or 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 the Attorney General, uh, but this is not. He says this is my Attorney General. This is my Department of Justice. Really? Uh, so in any case, it's not a question of. Why saying, are you
0: such a rambling buffoon? With your mind in any case you know anyway, I don't know who's a puppet of who I just know they're puppets. We're for the Constitution. they're bastards. I, I don't know. I'm just Nancy Pelosi. They rule the world. I'm so happy now I go ahead
9: What proof it says what allegations have been made, and that has to be subjected uh, to scrutiny as to how we go forward, but it should not. They ignored uh, in the context of other... Who the
0: hell is this fool to tell anybody anything? She claws her way, scratches her way to the top to be the Speaker of the House of a reprobate party with a horrendous past. And now she's dictating to the President, to the Senate. She is grotesque. May I say grotesque? Yes. In my opinion, she is. But the majority leader in the Senate, the putative majority leader, Mitch McConnell, he had a pretty good day. And he repudiated Nancy Pelosi. Cut 15, go.
10: And they posed, they posed afterwards for smiling photos. And the speaker distributed souvenir pens. Souvenir pens. To her own colleagues, emblazoned with her golden signature.
0: And what they should have, what she should have handed out was souvenir lighters, Mr. Producer, because she has burned the Constitution. That's what she's done. Go ahead.
10: Silver platters. The pens literally came in on silver platters. Golden pens on silver platters. A souvenir to celebrate. The moment. Now, I seem to remember Democrats falling over themselves to say they did not see impeachment as a long sought political win. House Democrats said over and over that they recognized the gravity and the seriousness of this action. And of course, they had only come to it reluctantly. (laughs) Well, nothing says seriousness and sobriety like handing out souvenirs as though this were a happy bill signing instead of the gravest process in our Constitution.
0: The whole thing is fraudulent, corrupt. Nothing somber about it. Nothing. As I said before, it's a grotesque farce. That's exactly what it is. Using the Constitution to destroy the Constitution. Using liberty to destroy liberty. Seeking to disenfranchise 63 million people it is a coup. A coup. It's that simple. And if the Democrats controlled the Senate, and they had a supermajority of 67, it would all be over. It's a party with a tyrannical past and a tyrannical present and a tyrannical future. It would all be over. The President today, responding to this, cut four, go. What's your view on
8: how long it should take? Well I think it should go very quickly. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. Everybody knows that. It's a it's a complete hoax. The whole thing with Ukraine. So you have a perfect phone call. This is a call fortunate it was actually two phone calls. You people don't report that. There were two calls. They were both perfect calls. In fact, probably among the nicest calls I've ever met made to foreign leaders. Now so you have these perfect calls. And everybody says it now. Before they knew they were so good, because fortunately they were transcribed, you had other people saying terrible things about the calls. You had a fake whistleblower that wrote a report that bore no relationship to what was said. Everything was false. You have now the Ukrainian president and the foreign minister of Ukraine saying, there was nothing done wrong. In fact, they said there was absolutely no pressure whatsoever. Everything was perfect, and they impeach. it's totally partisan. We got 195 to nothing Republican votes. I guess we got a Democrat actually came over to the Republican side. We had 195 to nothing. This is a hoax. It's a shame.
0: It's all that and worse. It's an assault on our Constitution. And I want to reiterate, these five Senate Republicans, perhaps more, who are flirting with the idea of witnesses, most of whom they're not going to get anyway because of executive privilege unless the president says so. They are participating in this by giving a level of legitimacy to what is an unconstitutional impeachment. No president in American history has ever been treated this way. None. None. And they can't even point to an actual violation of law or anything else. Nothing. But Mark, what about the GAO report? It's not a violation of law by the president. It's a dispute over separation of powers yet again. And the answer is not impeachment anyway. They didn't support the impeachment of Obama in 2014, who was said to have broken the law by exactly the same entity. The GAO. I'll be right back.
2: Mark Lovin.
0: All right. Rob Bethesda, Maryland, the great WMAL. Go.
5: Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a longtime listener. Thank you. Uh, You were talking about the GAO report. And uh, all the news reports saying, screaming, it's illegal, it's illegal, and you're absolutely right, it's, that's a bunch of hooey. Uh, I'm calling to say even the – No, they, they, it's
0: worse. Trump broke the law.
5: Yeah. Which is not what it says, and it didn't even go to the level that you said. Mm-hmm. What the GAO said, they uh, said, what's the reason that you're doing this? And he said, we have a, a policy priority difference. And they said, that's insufficient grounds. Policy differences, insufficient grounds. That's all. Mm-hmm. So there are plenty of other grounds, but that one wasn't enough. That's all it said.
0: Mm-hmm. And you read the report?
5: I, I read parts of the report, mm-hmm. uh, the, the quoted part where they got to it. Good. Okay, the summary. I, I do a lot of reading. It's like you, you learn to go to the summaries.
0: <laughs> very good, my friend. How's Maryland doing, by the way?
5: Uh, got cold very quickly. <laughs> a lot of wind came in.
0: Well, I know. I'm in Virginia and we're joining your politics. Uh, absolute nutjobs here. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Who do you suggest, Mr. Producer? Trent in Utah. How are you, sir?
6: Mark, thanks for taking my call.
0: KKWZ. You got it's it.
6: It's a pleasure. Thank you. Hey,
1: you've been an attorney for a long time. You go to Seems court, like it. You go to trial. You present the information, and and at the last minute you say, hey, I want to present new information, judge. I haven't vetted it, but I want to present it. What would he say?
0: He'd throw it out.
1: That's exactly right. So what is the difference here? I don't understand it. What is the difference? They, They go to trial. The House doesn't do their homework, and now they want to introduce new stuff. What stops McConnell from not just throwing this thing out? Any judge in America that has a brain in their head would throw something out like that
0: hmm You would think so. Well, I guess... I don't, I, I don't know who's going to throw it out, but the Republicans don't have to accept it. And they shouldn't accept it. And my, what I've been hearing is they're not going to accept it.
1: Are they going to pull in uh, uh, witnesses?
0: Well, who knows? And this is what I've been fighting, as you well know. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate it, Mark. I think hatred. it's preposterous. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Who's next, Mr. Producer? Okay. Lance of New Jersey, the great WABC. Go.
1: Hey, gracious. Good evening, Mr. Mark. Uh, you are the doc of common sense.
0: Wow, well, thank uh, you.
1: Uh, as a graduate of Temple in uh, December 74, I was looking over... Wait a minute. Book. Did
0: we graduate the same time?
1: The, I graduated December of 74. Eric Severide was the commencement speaker. May I
0: remember him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was working at Bookbinders at Second and Walmart.
0: Which is all gone now, I think.
1: I know, man. But hey, listen, we're here, and that's all that matters, and so is our passion for this country. I was reading the first act of Shakespeare Macbeth, and the witches say, fair is foul and foul is fair, hover Mm -hmm. through the fog and filthy air. Now I understand why President Trump calls it the swamp. Absolutely. Now, taking from that, go from Macbeth to Lady Macbeth, our wonderful... Nancy Pelosi, she is, without a doubt, the Lady Macbeth, and she has bloodied the Constitution and ran through the halls of Congress like uh, the wild hurly-burly banshee that she is on those uh, wannabe pumps, uh, can I tell you? And the last thing I can tell you is that I was looking up one of the best people, because you were talking about Franklin Roosevelt earlier, Mm -hmm. and I looked up Teddy Roosevelt, and in uh, right before World War I, he gave it a, a speech to 29,000 soldiers before they went to France, and it said, on being an American, and it says, if I may have the quote, much has been given us and much will rightfully be expected from us. We have duties to others and duties to ourselves, and we can shirk neither. We have become a great nation, forced by the fact of its greatness into relations with the other nations of the earth, And we must behave as, be seen as a people with such responsibilities. They, I think that in a way, the reincarnation of the spirit of Teddy Roosevelt has inspired, I would think, uh, the person, our president, born on Flag Day of all days to uh, take us to another level. And you know what? I've never seen such contemptible, decaying heresy from the Democrats in all my life. And and I go back to when uh, John Kennedy was in New Jersey in 1962 and then uh, the Democratic convention in 64 in Atlantic City and of course in Wildwood, January 28th president By the
0: way that convention in Atlantic City you know what happened there 28
1: and WF- Hold
0: on now you know what happened in that convention in Atlantic City
1: Oh yeah it was the end of Atlantic City
0: LBJ had the phone tap of Martin Luther King and other civil rights leaders, he wanted to know what their position would be with respect to his administration. And uh, he sent FBI agents in there also to monitor the the, uh, conduct of of, uh, more liberal elements within the Democrat Party, and they issued a report to him daily. I mean, if people understood what these Democrats did as president of the United States, uh, this is a joke, what they're doing to this president. Absolute joke.
1: They're turning him into a piñata every friggin' day, and, and I just can't understand the stamina and like, the, the endurance that this man has, and he's still fighting for everybody else, just the American people, not just 63 million people, because i got news for you. Now there's about 75, 80 million people that are standing
0: Wow, I hope you're right, because if he gets that, it's the most massive landslide in American history. I don't see that.
1: <laughs> and I want to thank you for the book, the last book you sent me, In regards to the press, the freedom, the the non-freedom of the press.
0: Right, unfreedom.
1: And uh, hopefully, uh, you can uh, swing through New Jersey, and on the twenty-eighth of this month, we'll be down there.
0: All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. Bethany in Maryland, the great WMAL. Go.
4: Uh, Thank you for taking my call. Um, What I wanted to say was that perhaps there's a silver lining in the Senate doing what they inevitably seem to want to be doing here and taking up this trial. Perhaps it's an opportunity for the Senate to provide some corrective guidance to the House of Representatives and to get something on the record that would establish the minimum rules of engagement for conduct of uh, an impeachment inquiry, for example, you have to afford the president due process. Um, perhaps the uh, department, the uh, Senate, could pull a Marbury versus Madison in that regard.
0: Well, how would we get a Marbury versus Madison?
4: Well, so Marbury versus Madison is when the Supreme Court.
0: No, no, I know the decision, but how would how would it culminate into that kind of a decision? So
4: well, so they could have it if. The emotions to dismiss then they can establish the reasoning I,
0: I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't think the courts are going to save us I really don't, I think it's quite the contrary I think the Republicans need to stand up to this which they're not going to do in, in a way that I think they need to do and they'll go through I hope a truncated trial and then be done with it we'll be right back
3: Voice, Mark Levin. Talk
2: with that voice now. 877 381
0: 3811. Let's face it, most New Year's resolutions are hard to keep. Get more exercise, save more money, lose weight. But I have a resolution that's easy to keep. Stop wasting time going to the post office and use stamps.com instead. And with stamps.com, you can do anything you do at the post office right from your computer. Plus, Stamps.com gives you something you can't get at the post office. Big discounts on postage. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail's ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. Now, here's the deal. With Stamps.com, you get $0.05 cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. These are big discounts. So give yourself a resolution you can actually keep this year. Stop going to the post office, get your discounts, go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code BUNKER, that's right, the word BUNKER, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale. That's a great deal. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just give it a try. Go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in the word BUNKER. That's stamps.com, promo code, BUNKER. Stamps.com, never go to the post office. Again. Dan, Chino Valley, Arizona, XM Satellite, go! Mark Levin,
11: what a privilege it is to get through and talk to you. I have been a proud Levinite for years. I try to turn everybody on to you that I possibly can. And I want to thank you for all that you do for our country and for (laughs) spreading the love for our country.
0: You're very, very kind thank
11: you. Uh, Mark, I read your book uh, months ago, Rescuing Sprite. As I'm reading the book, it brought me to tears with your journey with Sprite. It reminded me of me putting, having to put down my, my Big Mac, my little dash hound years ago. And at the end of the book, the, the thought that was left with me was simply this. As God-fearing constitutional conservatives, we have more heart more love, more passion, more mercy, more soul, and more conscience for our animals, for our own pets, than the socialist, status, progressive, democratic, socialist party, communists have for the rest and the whole of humanity, and that's really that's the issue of today's politics in the Democratic Party, Mark. Nancy Pelosi, all these, uh, Barack Obama, they have no soul, they have no conscience, and this is why they're able to lie and just try to completely ruin what we have as a constitutional republic.
0: I think in the, on the whole you're exactly right, and quite frankly, any individuals or party or group that believes in uh, abortion right up to the end, and like this Governor Northam of uh, Virginia, is a despicable human being, what I call a post-birth abortion. How do you live with yourselves? What kind of heart can you have? No heart whatsoever. And you saw it on display the other day when the president took out this genocidal monster. And the Democrats and the media, one and the same, looking for excuses to attack him. He's a bad guy, but. But what? Was it imminent? What's the strategy? He's rash. Of course, he's none of those things. But it doesn't matter. And so rather than celebrating what the president did in the name of humanity, they trash him. And so I believe you're right. I really do.
11: Yeah. it's but Mark, I, I just want to thank you again. Thank you on Fridays for playing Ray Charles America. I worked at a second shift manufacturing plant uh... for seven years out here in arizona and that every friday when you would play that there's a there's a huge uh, american flag in the middle of the plant and i can't tell you how many times listening to ray charles at the end of your program listening to him it just brought me to tears uh, thinking back about my dad how he used to take me to cleveland browns football games as a young kid in the seventies and you know that was one of my proudest moments as a, as a kid is, you know, the national anthem and, you know, the flag. And, you know, just thinking about who we are and our history. And, you know, I I just want to thank you again for all that you do. And we just got to keep up the fight. And you know what? Let let these lefties continue to go left. Let them go off the edge of the planet. And hopefully we're going to hand them a a historic loss in November
12: 2020
11: in Congress, Senate, and, you know, President
0: Trump It would be re-elected. so fantastic we take the House and the Presidents, but it's gonna take everyone listening to this program times ten to get out there and vote. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it, Dan. Well Kamala Harris is back. Remember how she viciously attacked our newest Supreme Court justice? Kavanaugh. Remember how she was viciously attacked by her fellow Democrats? Remember what a moron she is? Oh I do. But she's back just in time to vote. And here she is today, following Chuck Schumer.
7: Cut 11, go. Now that every senator has sworn a solemn oath before God <clears throat> and the American people to do impartial justice, let every senator reflect on that choice. You
0: know, this guy, I'm waiting for him to get struck by lightning, aren't you, Mr. Producer? Go
7: ahead. Let history weigh on every one of our shoulders. Senator Harris.
4: I would argue that not only is this an impeachment trial, but that the, the very integrity of the United States Senate is on
0: trial. Is that what you would argue? Well then, you're so persuasive. Your own party rejected you. Let us not forget, her own party rejected a woman of color. That's right. My recollection is she was the only woman of color in the nominating process. Am I right about that, Rich and Richie? I think so. I believe so. And they rejected her. They rejected her. Instead, we have a fight between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. No offense. It's like going to a nursing home and they're fighting over applesauce, Mr. Perdue what it looks like to me. He told the whole nation I'm a liar. Oh, I don't remember that. Not here. Let's discuss it. A... now. Well, I think you called me a liar. No, you called me a liar in front of the whole nation. Let's just settle it. You're both pathological liars. My humble opinion, they are. John, Bend, Oregon, the great K-B-N-D, Go.
12: Hey, Mark. It's um, great to talk to you. Um, I have learned more. Well, a few years ago, I was on a tractor putting in a new field where I work, and uh, I heard what you on the radio. What kind of field? The radio. Uh, it's a grass field, or Wonderful. grass for horses. But um, I heard you on there, and I stopped, and I turned off the tractor, and I listened until it was over. And I have listened to you almost every day since then. Um, I have all your books. I'm working my way through them. And I've You're so them kind.
0: Of when, when did you start listening?
12: Uh, it'd been about five years ago now, I guess.
0: Well, thank you. How are we holding up? Yeah.
12: Um, we're holding up okay. Um I, I don't know anything else. I, I'm not an educated person, but um you supply the balance to me for um for everything negative that I hear and I appreciate that too. But the reason that I called was that guy that called a couple couple minutes ago, he was mentioning how, you know, Trump is doing so much good for our country and I for, uh, people forget, and I never hear it mentioned, he's doing good for the whole country, the mm. economy and everything else. And that includes people that are on the left and people that don't agree with him. And I just don't know why they can't be civil and show some more respect in that regard. And the other and the other thing I was thinking Cause was— Because they're
0: power-hungry.
12: Yeah, I think so, and, and uh, you know, I know so. And And these people that are talking right now about the upcoming trial, they're trying so darn hard to win the thing— uh, with all their stupid comments before the thing even starts. And and that shows me just proves so much more that, that they're wrong and that they're they're guilty and they and they know it. Um they're throwing all these comments out that don't even make sense. They're irrational. They're they're unapplicable and, and it's just um it's, and, it's,
0: and they know they'll never be held to account. They come out of dark blue Democrat states or districts. They know the dark blue Democrat media won't hold them to account the fact that they're, instead they're chasing down McSally, asking Democrat-type talking point questions. But I want to thank you for your call. You're very, very kind. Lisa, Jupiter, Florida. On uh, where, How are you listening? XM Satellite, how are you? Good, and you? Good, thank you.
13: Well, first of all, um, I'm going to go ahead. Um, I'm from South Africa. I kind of, I listened to you on Fox, or I saw you, you know, I would watch Fox. Not a lot in, you know, moderate time, because obviously I'm not American, but I have a lived the American lifestyle because my stepmom is from Texas. Um, So we
0: we kind of have a good how, how long there. have you been in America?
13: Four years. I visited the first time I came here. Obviously, I fell in love with it because my stepmom's great, have a good relationship with her. I love America. I love the patriotism. I love the energy it has, most people are, pro- are not for the change. And that's what I tell uh, my friends back home is, if you're not willing to change or go with something, you're going to fall behind. And they- they're really afraid of moving out. I mean, I think not a lot of people know here in America how bad it is in South Africa. One of the reasons I came here is because there's actual discrimination between, uh, for white people. Because they take our farms away from us, white people, and they even say that on the news. So people hear that in America things that like all the... um Uh,
0: All right, let's slow down a second. I wasn't anticipating this subject. What you're saying now is that the government in South Africa is confiscating property based on race. It came into power... Um In order to eliminate what was a government that was based on race, is that what you're trying to say?
13: Correct. It was back in the day when it was apartheid when it ended in nineteen ninety four which was fine that was that was not okay. It was not okay. Segregation is never okay, but now it's turned from where they wanted to well what what
0: what you have going now is a marxist government mm-hmm. yeah and there's this element <clears throat> and there there are others. Uh, in the uh, African community there, the black community there, they reject it, but the problem is the Marxist element is growing it's getting stronger and stronger, and they are confiscating uh, property uh, from some citizens and giving it to other citizens. To Simply apply- no question about that. All right, thank you for your call i don 't know what to say about this subject. I hadn't really focused on it. I was focusing on impeachment, but with that said, we 'll be right back.:
2: Much love in.
0: By the way, know who our guest is going to be on Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday? Well, how would you know? I haven't told anybody. The ranking Republican on the House Judiciary Committee, Doug Collins. For a full hour. He's never done that before. So I think you're going to find it fascinating. He is a uh, superstar. Do you know he was a chaplain in Iraq? He was a chaplain in Iraq. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? He's also a lawyer. But not really a practicing lawyer, but he's a fascinating gentleman, and so I hope you'll watch you've never it's, it's It's like the other guests I bring on. you see them here and there, do little hits and runs and so forth. they don't really get an opportunity to speak in any uh, at any length any substantive way, maybe they're interrupted but i I hope you'll you'll join us It's this sunday eight p m our new time eight p m Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Hope you'll check us out. And I hope you'll check me out in about 35 minutes at 9.30 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time. 6.30 p.m. tonight, Pacific Time, on Hannity, on the Fox News Channel. I haven't been on it about a month, by the way. Let's hope my asthma doesn't screw everything up. Computer systems and cars. Are the new normal, from electronically controlled transmissions to touchscreen displays to dozens of sensors. But all this advanced tech is expensive to fix if and when it breaks. That's why I have CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and even more. And we have it. On our 2010 Camaro, as I've told you. You should have it too. Car Shield has helped over a million customers. So drive with confidence knowing you got coverage from America's number one auto protection provider. Whether you have 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles on your vehicle, it's inevitable. Something will break. So get covered by Car Shield today. Call CAR-800-CAR-6000. 800-CAR-6000. Mention code Levin, or visit carshield.com. Carshield.com. Use code Levin. L-E-V-I-N. Either way, you'll save ten percent. It's carshield.com code Levin, or eight hundred car six thousand code Levin. A deductible may apply. Vern, Portland, Oregon. The great KUFO.
5: K-U-F-O. Go. Thanks, Mark, for taking my call. Yes, sir. Well, I guess my my concern is. Um... Adam Schiff really needs to recuse himself. I can't imagine any court in the land who would... Uh, First of
0: all, do you, you think he's either. going to recuse himself? He's I'm, already marched over there. I, I, he's, well, he's been appointed a manager, so he's not going to voluntarily recuse himself, and there's no court that's involved in this process. This so I there you are.
5: Yeah. So there's, is there a court in the land that would permit a prosecutor to continue if he's lied publicly, egregiously? Of
0: course not, but that's it. not what we're dealing with. But what the senators could do is call him as a witness, if they're going to do this witness stuff, and get to the bottom of his coup effort with the phony whistleblower, yeah. which yeah. would blow the lid off this whole thing as far as I'm concerned.
5: Yeah, I'm the public, I'm not a senator, but the public needs to demand... Uh, uh, Schiff recuses himself and raise it, uh, raise it loud and clear. But he,
0: but but Schiff answers to the people in his district, and they obviously support what he's doing. So he doesn't care what you say in Portland, Oregon. I'm just telling you the truth.
5: Well, oh, I I understand that. Uh,
0: so this isn't a matter of the rest of us having an influence on Schiff. We don't. It's a matter of the Senate controlling the process. And if there's going to be witnesses, somebody calling him as a witness. All right, sir, I've tried my best. Lance, New Orleans, Louisiana, XM Satellite, go.
2: Yes, sir, Mr. Levin, it's an honor and a privilege to speak to you. Um, Thank
1: you.
2: I'm I'm a law student. I'm an older student, and um, I'm taking Con Law 2 this semester. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that listening to you every day on my way back home on my two-hour drive, you educate me a whole lot more than my law professors over there at my school. And we're talking about this impeachment process, and they sound almost word for word like these Democratic senators and, and representatives um, mm-hmm. and saying that Trump has broken the law and subverted the Constitution in so many ways. And I just asked a respectful question, and I said, well, well, Professor, can you show me where he has broken the law explicitly? And he just gives me this big runabout Mm-hmm. tail and he never points to anything in the constitution and I'm you know, I'm just left shaking my head, but I, I can't seem to get him to show me where the law's broken. They and can't so, that's why I... they
0: come up with platitudes like obstruction of Congress and abuse of power. Uh, because there is nothing specific in the Constitution, no statute, no court ruling, nothing. Lance, hurry up and graduate, we can use you, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, all our heroes. I want to thank you. Please join me in 30 minutes, just 30 minutes, on Hannity on the Fox News Channel at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. I'm all ready to roll, baby. And God bless you. I'll see you over there.